God. Jesus Christ. Anyway. If only we could share the, the motiva uh, what would say? <laughs> the, the motivational uh, background music songs that, have, yeah. that, that gets us pumped. I mean, one, it's copyright reasons, but two, it's also, I think it's censorship, just being courteous. <sighs> one, know? it's just like, you know, for the good of the earth, we should probably not uh, put that on. So, uh, do you want sponsor give... any future sponsorship potential? <laughs> yeah. We'll just say it's not PG, PG thirteen, NC seventeen, R rated. It's it's up there. It's pretty funny stuff. Do, do you want to give the name of the artist, or is that giving away? No, we'll let them ask us. Okay, yeah, we'll let. No, we're not giving that. If we're you find us secret. in person, we'll tell you what motivational songs we listen. To we usually listen show. to before we get started. There's a there's a hefty list. Yeah, motivation. Yeah. All right, Welcome guys. To, uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> take it away. Um, so, welcome to another episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Um, today, we are going to be highlighting the features which make the new Nismo Edition Z so special. Also, this weekend is huge for us Nissan Motorsports fans, as we're going to tell you why. And lastly, uh, Mike and myself are revisiting a segment called Things You Should Be Checking Out and Shut Up and Take My Money. Uh, welcome to the party. Let's get into the episode. All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Which number is this for anybody paying attention, Mike? 71. 71. Jesus 71, Christ. man. We keep on getting older and older and more experienced and wiser. I'm in my prime, baby. So uh, now uh, episode 71, it's been a long road, man. I uh, can't believe we've been doing it this long. But you know what's fun? Uh, we enjoy what we do. Uh, we wouldn't do it without you fans uh, joining us here tonight and uh, jumping in. We really appreciate yes. all the support and continue to support as we continue to do what we do, which is keep keep the community uh, flagship going strong. So uh, we'll go ahead and get into tonight's episode. Uh, Mike, it's probably we usually do a little catch up here. Um, you know, it's been a minute. Um, I guess we just did an episode last week, a little small episode, which turned into a mediocre to to average to, yeah, show a grande yeah. not quite venti show uh last week which actually we was pretty good we primarily touched on gran turismo little zcon love and um, we did. that's what we kind of touched on this last half episode um but uh again we are touching a lot um today uh, obviously uh, that we previously mentioned um myself uh, since i talked to you last thursday or wednesday whatever that was thursday yeah. um I haven't really been doing too much, man. I'm just kind of getting prepared for this weekend. I'm going to be in the garage kind of just working on normal projects. And if you're nice enough, maybe I'll come over and help you finish sanding your uh, your right-hand drive through in ZX so we can finally get that damn engine bay finished, get an engine in it, and get it back on the Rizzoed. So uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll figure out what we're going to be doing on that. If you tempt me with uh, with good food and, and, uh, and bad liquor. so we'll I can do that. that. <laughs> I can. I can do that, or or if you do uh, good liquor and bad food, that way you can't taste it. Either way, either yeah, way, good yeah. liquor, bad food goes. I think it is the better of the two, so we'll go from there. Uh, yeah. What have you been up to, otherwise than that? 
You know, I'll, I'll be honest, man. I didn't think a lot would happen since we've only had one week since our last, you know, mini episode there. But mm-hmm. a lot has happened. Not it wasn't enjoyable. And if I okay. if you'll allow me to rant for just a second here, oh, man, please. It is okay. We're in the peak of summer right now. Yeah, um, today was a high. It was like 105 or 106 here in San Antonio. It's brutal. We're setting, yeah, we're setting records. I mean, yeah. last I checked, you know, we're, we're setting Ow. these record highs. We're here in, in you know, the Texas area, and it, it's just so brutally hot. And um, just this last weekend, I'm driving <laughs> the car, of course. Uh, I just replaced the entire AC system last summer. Sure enough, what ends up happening, AC goes out. It just cold one minute, hot the next, so fast. And it was uh, I was pissed, man, and, and I was I was out of town too, so it meant going the entire weekend without AC, trying to get home, and you were gonna uh, be like this guy, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. You know, if you if you uh, if you don't care what people think on the freeway when you drive without a shirt on, and I, I didn't go I didn't go that out. far. I didn't let go that all, far. Let them flap in the wind. It's all right. <laughs> well. Let me tell you what makes me so mad about this. Okay, well, never mind the fact that I just did a repair or I just I just redid the entire AC system last summer. I know exactly what happened. Uh, well, sorry, I'm 99% sure what happened. And honestly, in my opinion, it's somewhat of a flaw that Nissan did this. Uh, and, of course, we're talking about the 350Z. And I also looked this up. The 370Z is uh, also uh, probably known to have these issues, which is mechanically – the AC system's fine, man. It's the essentially an AC relay that goes out. You know, like a typical relay, you know, it's just a little digital part decides huh? when to turn off and on the, the, the AC clutch. Okay. Let's just call it that. What Nissan did, though, it isn't a common relay. It's literally a, board. a soldered on chip on a board. That isn't. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes. Ugh. And I'm assuming it is tucked away in a far. Un- unattainable, unimaginable. You have to pull X amount of systems to get access to it. You got to remove uh-huh. the battery, the cowl induction. Uh, you know the the, the cowl uh, area. You've got to dig in. Yes, yes. It's it's probably it, now if you do it pretty well, you could probably get it done within about less let's say half an hour. But the oh, real problem, not it's not too bad. But let me tell you why though. Do you need little bird hands to do it? If you remove the battery, maybe not so much. But you do need well. We'll find out what what the, the biggest trouble that I had last time I did this. So let me get back to this. I've done this before. That's why I have a very strong feeling why this is. Um, it's the connectors that plug in into this board. Uh, you know, it's it's 15 plus years that these things have been connected. Um, you know, let's say there's no dielectric grease in there or anything like that. Or, or sometimes they're hard. It took me, and, and then it's because of it's being in such a tight position right trying to fit your hands to squeeze this little clip multiple clips to get this thing out it's a pain in the butt but um so here's the deal the relay we're talking about it typically isn't recommended to replace you're not supposed to it's part it's inside this housing that's never meant to be broken or unsealed you know you have to buy the whole housing so you got to buy the whole thing is what it sounds like the conversation that i'm going to have at the parts counter at the dealer, right? <laughs> yeah. But that's what gets me, man. You know me. I'm a frugal son of a, you know, I'm an SO. I'm you're, a frugal. You're inventive. Frugal. We'll leave it at that. So to get a new part, 
again, everything's good except for this one little relay. Depending on what gen what year of 350Z you have, the price ranges between $550 and $1,100 for this board. And and I've already looked it up. The relay is it's about a $2 relay that you buy and then solder in. So um, what I'm going to be doing is doing my own DIY uh, work. I'm use a I house switch. I have a second switch. Yeah, I have a second board that I have from last summer. Because again, this is again this happened to me before already. I'm going to risk it. I'm going to unseal it. I'm going to clean it. I'm going to diagnose which relay it is, or just replace all of them at this point. Who cares? Um, Send it and see and just cross my fingers and make sure that uh, this thing doesn't that, that it works honestly. Um, but yes, so again, just for those who know who are 350Z owners and 370Z owners, if for some reason You've got a perfectly working AC system mechanically. You've got all the Freon in there. The pressures are just right, but the thing won't turn on. Nissan has what's called the IB, IP, IDPM, Intelligent Powered IPDM, Intelligent Power Distribution Module. Okay. And it's inside this IPDM that uh, this little soldered relay goes bad. And... Um, I'm going to risk it, man. I'm I'm not about I'm not about to spend 1,100 bucks for a uh, for a replacement, man. So until then, I'm driving the truck. So hey, the, you the know how many pop tarts that is? I mean, for the single man, the truck, or <laughs> you know how many? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I don't know about sing. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know about single man, but, well, but the ramen. I, I was going to say ramen. I was going to say ramen. The ramen. Yeah, you, yeah they pay for in ramen. That's right. So, <laughs> apologies. So. But, but anyway, I'm saying um, you're gonna yeah, get it done. Uh, let's uh, keep us updated. Let's uh, let's see if you um, burn down the entire car, um, and or electrocute your yourself or fix it. Uh, one, two, three. I'll let you know if I yeah. I'll let you know if I get an insurance claim from a fire. Or <laughs> yeah, if, this, if you see me on the news, our, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know if it all burns yeah. down. <laughs> oh, please no. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's what you're going to be up to. Uh, kudos, because yes, it is ridiculously hot. And so I'm um, on that note. A lot of things are happening all over the world. Uh, for those that don't know, obviously, we have these insane fires that are happening globally. Um, but uh, we know that uh, one of the most recent notifications big news that's come out is obviously Hawaii had this massive fire. Um, for those friends that we do have that are kind of suffering um, from um, some of the uh, nightmarish conditions that have happened there, um, our heart and our condolences go out to those folks. Um, we do have Nissan folks that were affected as well. Um, I've been watching Instagram posts um, kind of come in from small tuner shops and uh, Nissan enthusiasts who lost their complete vehicles. Um, their shops as a whole. So again, uh, anybody knows any of those folks, let us know. Or if they have fundraisers, we'll definitely do what we can to promote them here on the Nissan Nerd Podcast um, in an effort to assist in any which way that we can. So just let us know. So great, great stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, for those who are with us online, we see you guys. Thank you for for being here. And uh, if you would like to interact with us at any time during the show, feel free to find us uh, in the comments. We can read them and. Uh, if, uh, if they're just good enough, we'll go ahead and share them or something like that. Uh, yeah. no vulgar, please. We got children on the show. No, <laughs> right, not right, a problem. Right. Um, so yeah. let's, um, again, thanks for everybody for being on this one. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do the comp 
Um, now we want to obviously do the comp by here tonight. This is going to be a salute to those in the Nissan family whom we wish good health and to those we may have lost. We want to be reminded of them often. Also our folks that are again, suffering, um, from some, um, uh, from some insane conditions that are happening, uh, due to fires and everything in Hawaii. So we're going to give a special shout out to those folks too, as well. And Mike, right. you also had a special comp by you wanted to throw out too, as well, right? I do. I do. Uh, so, you know, in our last uh, episode, we were talking about all the friends and new friends that we met at ZCon. Uh, a good friend and an awesome guy that I met there, um, I forgot to give him a shout out. So actually what I wanted to do is say hi to our friend from uh, Australia. We've got Glenn Baker uh, out of Sydney, Australia. What was so cool is we're waiting and we're we're at the tech talk. We're about to try to get some, some things signed by some of the special guests and just kind of struck up a conversation with the guy. And, uh, Glenn is a new, sorry, he, he owns the new Z, um, again, from Sydney, Australia. He's a pilot. He, he pilots 787 huge commercial airplanes. Um, just so happens that he had a, a, a few days, uh, you know, having flown from Australia to Los Angeles uh, that specific week, call it coincidence, he was able to, to join us for ZCon um, uh, just just a few weeks ago and got to know him, uh, got to say hi. And uh, actually, he is a part uh, of the uh, New South Wales Z Car Club, which is a recognized club of the Z Car Club Association. Uh, for those who see this, there he is. Uh, of course, with Tarmos on the Nissan chief responsible for the new Z uh, GTR amongst a, a laundry list of other sports cars. But that's the club's logo there. I told him, man, we'll definitely give him a shout out. Uh, I told my Brad, if Brad's with us, uh, we've got a few, we've got a bunch of friends, fans or friends out of Australia. I told him, man, we definitely uh, just give him a shout out and say thanks for listening. And we encourage you guys to hang out with us as much as possible. And um, yeah, that's my shout out, man. <laughs> well, very good. Let's go ahead and do a little compi for everybody we just mentioned. So a little compi, drink them, okay. smoke them if you got them. <laughs> Boom, guys, join us oh, if you got it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and get into news here for the night. Uh, Mike, I will let you take it away. You've got the first article for the night. That's right, I do. Let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Um, oh, uh, before we begin, uh, we got a few people that jumped on with us, um, started chiming in. Christine Hester, the uh, uh, the queen of Skillard, uh, decided to join us with us here tonight. Thank you for joining, sweetheart. So glad to join this evening. In fact, the fires in our area canceled my usual Thursday commitment. Uh, so I'm able to okay. enjoy your great humans. Yeah, we love having you on as usual. I mean, stay out of Stay out of danger, of course. Uh, sorry that you guys are being affected up there. I totally forgot you guys had fires in your neck of the woods as well. So it, does, it seems like it's yeah. unfortunately a common thing that we wish was not a common thing right now due to uh, all the conditions of weather right now. So gotcha. uh, we hope you stay right. safe. Uh, yeah. Yep. I agree, man. Um, well, let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Uh, our first segment of tonight is Nissan News. This is where Miles and I, we each scour the internet for an article that we would like to share regarding Nissan Dots and Infinity. And because uh, these articles can come from either Nissan media outlets or uh, 
third-party journalists, really, as long as it's a credible article, we tend to go for it. So uh, I'll go ahead and give out the first article, Miles. Uh, this one is actually just a picture I'm going to share. There's a few things I wanted to uh, talk about. There you go. Uh, so, you know, within the last few weeks, this is where Nissan debuted its Nismo Edition Z car. Uh, in fact, it debuted publicly here in the U.S. Uh, at ZCon. I was able to see this car firsthand. Beautiful car. Uh, there, For those who see it online with us, of course, we're looking at uh, actually a, a first-year color uh, of this. Typically, most Nismos are black, red, silver. Uh, this is that, that grayish blue, um, what they call it, like track paddock color, you know, uh, tribute. So um, what I wanted to do tonight, though, is talk about the new Nismo Z and what makes it special. Um, honestly, I think we've been so busy, Miles, that we really, really, we really haven't truly given it the time that it that it needs to give our feedback about it. So that was the point for tonight. Um, Tamuro-san, again, was at ZCon and gave a very, very awesome presentation on what makes this car special. I'm gonna. Sh what I want to do is share some of those things, get your feedback, uh, Miles, and for anybody's online, share your feedback with us. And uh, at the end, what I want to do is, uh, you know, at ZCon, there was a, a Q&A session after the presentation. And I won't lie, Tamuro-san was asked some pretty hard questions. And in my opinion, he, he gave some tough love back to us, which I thought was impressive. And uh, I want to get into that as well. So um, let's go and get into it. Uh, for guys, for, again, what makes the Nismo Edition Z different? Uh, of course, uh, no matter what generation uh, that you're referring to, uh, just, just to start off with, of course, Nismo Edition Zs get typically an exclusive exterior color or just a limited uh, color palette. Like, like I said earlier, red, black, silver, or white, I think, are much many of the common Nismo colors. Um, there are also interior upgrades, which uh, small little features, uh, specifically the seats. The seats have always Nismo seats historically uh, within the last uh, 15 years, you know, with the 350Z till now um, have been uh, highly sought after as an upgrade uh, for, for no matter what what enthusiast you are uh, you've got lighter forged aluminum wheels as well and then the other traditional like nismo signatures that are put onto the z uh, what i thought was important to share though for this for this segment was um, some of the improvements that are unique in it and of course uh significant um this cool miles we'll go ahead and start off I want to talk about the aerodynamics. Uh, let's see if I get my share my pictures here. Um, there you go. There you see uh, uh, Tamrosan talking about, about some of the aerodynamics here. What you can expect to see and feel from, from the new Nismo Z. Of course, you've got revised front and rear bumpers. You have a Nismo exclusive uh, rear spoiler. It's uh, wider than, than, your, than your comments. Spoilers, and it's a three-piece spoiler as well. And then you've got some uh, what they call a Nismo mesh screen uh, as part of the front grille, and then you've got emphasized canard wings uh, on the front bumper. And uh, you've, of course, all this results in improved airflow and downforce. Uh, you've also got let's see what we got here. Just 
is the Winflow picture here. Again, these are direct from his uh, from Tamuro San's presentation uh, at at ZCon here. Um, that is the rear bumper there, major three piece spoiler, lightweight wheels. You've got a low or coefficient of friction because of it as well. Uh, moving into suspension, though, you've got improved, uh, of course, an improved suspension. You have improved shock dampening. Uh, one of the key words that was given was the uh, letting the driver know about the uh, what they call on the rail driving. You know, you hear the phrase. It's like it's driving on rails, rails, right? <laughs> and literally, this was what was mentioned in the uh, in the presentation. So the the whole idea, I believe, was to give that on the rail driving ability without counter steer. So you're you're right on that line from a suspension, a driving driving aspect, being able to put this car through more stress, yet still having control, as opposed to your non Nismo model. Um, non-Nismo models. Um, and I think you would agree with me on this two miles, which is the Nismo Edition Z is meant for the the enthusiast, the driver's driver at this point. Yeah, it, it's probably I would agree. Be, right, right? It would be more of a weekend car slash track car as opposed to a daily driver. Um, and, and a lot of these changes, they're improved for the driving experience, but you might have a rougher ride as opposed to a non-Nismo model. But that's what you expect when, you, when you're looking for the driving experience. This is the model you want to get. So you are going to have some trade-off between uh, some of the uh, softer suspension that you would get with a car with a base model, which is like more for daily driving. Um, uh, moving on here, though, of course, you do have a more rigid body structure and what they call a Nismo tuned steering system uh, on this and i believe it is because it is a digital uh here you go Nismo exclusive tuned steering system uh it says here uh, high rigidity rack insulator uh let's see here base assist map driving mode different modes uh, as part of that as well um again for those who see us online here we'll kind of give you a laundry list here of, of what of, of the, the it is it is quite a long list of the type of upgrades that are being made for the new Nismo. But it uh, looks like there's a adjustability in a lot of these on some of these electronic components where you can actually, I guess, take it from base mode, just like we used to do back, you know, in the early nineties, and and it's continued on to today. You've got your base models, your sport models, uh, or sport changes that that are going to be done to the vehicle. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of going through everything. It's it's fairly impressive, uh, you know, for everything that's coming out with it's fairly it is impressive coming out with this new model. Um, I didn't get an opportunity to uh, go to it, but you actually had an opportunity to look at the vehicle firsthand and yeah. sit through this. So for those that are eyeballing this, it's like you were at ZCon and uh, and getting the presentation from Tamurasan himself. <laughs> but um, what was your takeaway? I mean, did you have anything that you liked specifically yet? Or well, anything that stood out to you? I, I can think of two things. And and it has to do... So, and the reason why I... I the reason why I think it stuck out to me is because after this car debuted, and then you just saw the internet react to what this what they were saying about this car, and 
I'll be honest, it's it was essentially complaints. It's complaints from the internet. Who thought, you know? Uh, about what? And what I want to do. <laughs> what's that? I said about what? what what's the major complaint well, that the internet, in all its knowledge and all its wisdom, uh, had to complain yeah. about? There was two things. One is the Nismo Edition Z uh, isn't getting enough of a power boost from from the engine from its power from its engine. The Nismo Edition, the, the number that's always been that's been floated here uh, since this car debuted was that the Nismo Z only gets twenty extra horses at the wheel or at the engine. And although that number may be low, if you compare to what the Nismo uh, 370Z got, the Nismo 370Z got about 17, maybe 20 horses as well. So it's not, it's not new. It's not, it's not, it's not new news. But I think a bit of information that um, kind of went under the radar. What a lot of people aren't looking at, though, is that you get a more significant increase in torque as opposed to horsepower. I know horsepower seems to be the uh, the metric that everybody looks for, but let's not skip on torque here, you know. So, the Nismo Edition Z gets 37 extra pounds of torque um, than than its performance model, and to me, that's a significant number. So, you are getting a bump in horsepower for sure, but torque is that seat of the pant. It's like you know that that the rotational force of the wheel. You know, I don't want I'm learning out on that, but the 37 pound feet of torque. Torque, it ain't nothing, you know, and so I think I, I would like people to know that this is what they're getting as well, in addition to all of the aerodynamic and suspension features, which we've uh, mentioned before. I mean, the, the great thing is the, the adjustability. I mean, obviously, the aerodynamics have been uh, streamlined significantly, and then you're getting quite a bit for your money um, as far as the modifications. I mean, the body also, they keep adding the rigidity level onto this vehicle. If you've noticed that, I mean, we we looked at the original base model, then we started looking at the added rigidity from the original 370 platform that it was derived from. We we knew there was going to be some rigidity, and then the rigidity on top of that has been increased. So imagine what you're getting, you know, when you finally get behind this thing. I mean, it's got to be all the suspension and articulation is going to be completely um, – it's gonna. It's just gonna uh, read. It's uh, oh my god, the articulation, like you're gonna feel it all, you know. And it's all gonna be directly in the suspension, which therefore can be modified. Which, if you think about it as a whole, you're getting everything that you want. You know, you want the rigidity as you want the chassis as as, uh, as rigid as it can be, and the suspension to have all the adjustability for setting the right atmosphere for what you're about to do with that vehicle. Um, and you know, to have that straight with a, you know, straight from the uh, dealer with a, with a turn of a key, you know, it, a lot of people, when you first buy a car and you're starting to modify it, the thing you're always trying to chase, whether you think you are or not at the end result is always going to be balance. And this vehicle has the balance. You know, when you go out and buy say a twin turbo 300 ZX, or you buy a 370 Z and you're you're trying to figure out, you know, what you want in the vehicle at a certain point, as you grow older and you've gone through enough experiences with these vehicles, you're trying to chase that balance. You're trying to figure out, okay, is the suspension balanced for what I'm going to do with this vehicle? Am I, I going to be street driving? Am I going to be, 
Um, running through the twisties. Am I going to be applying this on the track? And and each one of those sets up a car completely different. This is a good all around setting, especially with all the adjustability that you have within the vehicle. Yep. The aerodynamics are perfectly balanced, not just slapping a big gigantic wing on it like some people do. They 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 took the time to actually offset the front, which is uh, which is what you need to do for aerodynamics. You know, Nissan's no fool. They've been they've been setting up and and making powerful vehicles for a really long time. And for them to offer this in a Z again for a Nismo model is amazing. And these these are all always highly sought after vehicles for a reason. The brand is is exclusive. Yeah. There's two things you mentioned and I'm glad you brought them up. Uh, the first one is that right, let's not forget how, just even when you, you compare your base model 370Z with the new Z. We've done that article or that, that feature in a past episode already sure. you're absolutely right the new edition z is way more rigid than in, in multiple areas you know especially at the hatch area and in multiple areas compared to the 370 z so it's more rigid just to begin with and now with the nismo z you're getting even more rigidity out of the thing so it, it is very very impressive um and then yeah all right go ahead no, I was going to say, on that note, Edgar Furman actually chimed in here. He goes, uh, with the Nismo, to me, it's a car that is great out of the box that you don't plan to meddle with. But for a car you plan on building and customizing, a base or performance would be a better option. And I actually agree with him wholeheartedly. Um, if you're basically, you want to get out there and modify and just roll the dice on your performance, <laughs> unless you know what you're doing. Yeah. I would say I would agree. Yeah, just go with the base model or uh, uh, an enthusiast package or performance package, whatever you're going to step into, whether it be 350Z or 370Z models. But if you really just mm -hmm. want something out of the box and you're kind of new to it and you're new to driving or you're not new to driving and you want you just want the best that you can get um, from and you want you want that bar to plug be as high play. as you can and it's plug and play. Yeah. You know these Nismo models are amazing. Even you know the the Nismo 350Z model was amazing the, the, for its time. You know, it was a great car. The aerodynamics were insane. I mean, obviously, they were very, uh, uh, you know, uh, different from what the stock baseline body was. 370Z Nismo model as well. Same thing. Out of the box, insane. I think they're still following that that brand and continuing to build on the Nismo brand, which I love because I love to see the fact that we're, we're we're bringing the brand back you know and it never really went away it just it, it went into hibernation for a little while and then uh, it started coming back with the uh, with the z33 stronger with the z34 and now extremely yeah. stronger now with the z35 if you will so i agree we're I agree. calling it z35 so <laughs> our rz34 Point. RZ34, or, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. There's, we're not going to get into that. So, ZR, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 34.5 <laughs> or 35, whatever. So. Yeah. Um, now the hot topic out of out of everything that Nissan spoke about and debuted about the Nismo Z, the the most the hottest topic of it all was that we've learned that the Nismo Z will not have a manual transmission option, which I mean people are up in arms about this and i and i understand it i mean don't get me wrong i i'm i enjoy all my cars are manual for god's sakes you know um but um 
before there was a, so we were able to talk to Tomuro-san about that, and he gave a very, very good answer and a challenge to us. And I'll get to I'll get to that in a minute here, though. But what I do want to say, though, about this automatic transmission is that it is not the same automatic transmission that you get in the other Zs. Uh, it too has been improved. And I mean, if anybody's online, correct me if I'm wrong. This is probably the first time that Nissan has actually improved an automatic transmission as part of a Nismo edition. Um, I know, disclaimer, you know, Nissan gave the 370Z Nismo an automatic transmission right around 2015. But I don't recall whether or not it was improved at that time because most Nismos up until 2015, they were all manual, you know. But um, about this transmission, though, I do want to talk about what makes it unique. And if I'll find the slides here, I'll, I'll include it. Um, let's see here. Is it there? No, it's not there. All right. So the first thing is, is that Nissan is, uh, when it comes to the clutch plates inside the transmission, the number of clutch plates is increased for the Nismo edition. Um, you actually have, have a shortened clutch stroke inside this transmission. So even though it's automatic, I mean, I'm not, I'm going to break down the logistics of what makes an automatic transmission work, but you do have clutch plates inside. You have clutch stroke uh, uh, as well. And essentially, it is a shortened uh, clutch stroke inside transmission. I actually coined, and I'll, maybe I'm the first to say this, and I'll say it, but I'm calling this the uh, the short throw automatic transmission. Just the, <laughs> That's what it feels like. It's like, you know, again, like, you, know, you know how the, when you do have a manual transmission, Mission, you have that short throw shifter <laughs> option. It's kind, yeah. of, kind of like the same thing, but for an automatic. You can't see it, but it is different, you know. Um, the, what makes all this, the, the metric, uh, the results of all these changes, though, is that you do have a shortened downshift time. You're able to downshift faster by 51%. And I think that's a very, very significant number uh, to, to talk about uh again not so only 51 percent being... shorter shifting time yes yes i mean granted shifting times are, are typically in the range of milliseconds uh almost but but if, to say it is a it is a one second shift shift uh you know movement now it's half a second i mean and when you're on a racetrack which is where you're going to put this nice mode edition z or where you should put this it's kind of what it's been built for right um, it gives you greater downshifting abilities. Uh, I believe that the clutch engagement is actually better. So yes, if you were to compare a performance model uh, Z with an Nismo Z, of course the Nismo Z is going to be faster. Uh, that is the improvement, you know. Um, so I do want to let people know those two things: is that yes, twenty pound, twenty more horses but let's not forget you're getting 37 more pound feet of torque and then you're also getting an improved transmission uh, automatic transmission and it is only exclusive to the nismo z you're not going to see this unless somebody you know you, that's going to be an interesting swap when you start seeing the used car market oh man it's got a nismo transmission like how do you justify that how can you tell like uh that, I'm assuming it's thing. just like anything else. We'll have to get into castings and, you know, until somebody actually puts their hands on it and starts to nerd out with it and take all the, the 
the photos and we figure out what the difference is. And, you know, uh, I mean, it's got to be, it's not just going to be the transmission. It's going to be the computer system that interacts with it. Um, you know, yep. nevertheless, I'm assuming we're talking paddle shifting. Right. Yes. Yes. You, yeah, you, oh, you're in manual mode. You've got the paddle shifters. You, you're right. And I didn't mention that earlier, though. There is what they call uh, special valve timing and new throttle logic as part of this Nismo tune. So, yes, of course, the, the tune is hotter. It's a spicier tune, you might call it. <laughs> uh, this tune. this Nismo tune. Uh, Spicy yeah. tune. <laughs> All right. Now, and, uh, the last thing I wanted I... to. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to say about. Uh, what I was getting to as part of this was that, of course, Tamuro-san at ZCon was asked as part of his presentation, why aren't you giving us a manual transmission? People, again, they're up in arms about this. They don't like this. And he was asked why. And his answer, again, I is impressed about it. It is very true. It was truthful. And it hurt. Or, it could, you know, you know, they say you can't handle the truth. This, this might be one of the truths that you can't handle. So, um, there's multiple reasons that Tamuro-san mentioned. Uh, he goes, first of all, the demand for a manual transmission isn't enough to justify the economics of it. Now, and he said, he, he says this, he goes, yes, we hear people, we hear the enthusiasts say this all the time. He's not denying that people want it, but he goes, but we're asking for buyers, not people who want to talk about it. <laughs> And I was like, ooh, and he, he said, and he said this, Tamaro-san said, he goes, if you find me enough buyers, I will do it happily. I will happily give you a manual transmission, but you've got to give me the buyers. And so that kind of me, that, that kind of statement to me was like saying, you know, we're passionate about our Z car, but yeah, we're not ponying up. You know, I think Nissan's kind of, they've done, a, Nissan has done some great work fulfilling their end of a promise with the expectation that we'll respond and, and um, essentially buy these cars. And the impression that I get is, well, maybe we're not buying them fast enough or enough uh, again to justify these economics and, and things. Um, now, granted, it still seems that Nis the, the Nissan Z's aren't, are still a scarcity at dealerships. I, I don't know the exact reason behind that, but uh, I think there's something going on there uh, that either can be resolved or again, there's probably some reason behind it, you know? Um, and then well, the last, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, with, with everything that's happening with the market, needless to say with the Z, I mean, we've got chip shortages, the Nissan's climbing out of the hole. They've got volume issues that we, they, there's people that want the vehicles. I mean, that that is uh, um, obvious for, uh, for everything that we're seeing out there. And these vehicles are slowly trickling into market, especially here in the U S but um, you know, it, it was funny, you know, just talking to people, you know, usually employees from Nissan and then other people. And then also it's a generational thing. Not as many people even know how to drive standard, you know, they're getting into cars now that are like, Hey, I really like the look of this just like we did, you know, we, yeah. we, I mean, we might've gotten into them in the, in the Z's in the seventies or in the eighties or in the nineties or in the, the early two thousands or in the late two thousands, you know, that we're diving into now, but you know, not everybody wanted a standard. I, and, 
it's it's understandable and you it, it's gut-wrenching because it's what we wanted for the longest time as enthusiasts and old school enthusiasts of that but the reality is that every manufacturer out there that makes sport cars has cut back on standard transmissions yeah. um you know i think it, it was Porsche that only sells about 23% of their vehicles. Their mm -hmm. Porsches, their sports cars, are standard vehicle, are standard transmissions, mm -hmm. and um, and they've cut back on that. And I think that, and I could be wrong on that number, but I think that's accurate. And that number is only going and trending in one direction. Unfortunately, it's trending down. Down. Um, so Nissan sees that, and I think even Toyota sees that. I mean it's the it's the brave new world but <laughs> it's crazy that we've put this much uh, if you think about how many years of evolution has it takes the automatic transmission from going to three gear setups to what they are now you know, yeah. amazing clutch interaction packs to i mean the modern automatic transmission is not what your grandfather drove you know it's not yeah. it's not on the tree you know what I mean? Like it's, yes. Uh, yes. it's not yes. on the column shift anymore or the, you know, it's, it's completely different set of circumstances. And I, for, for, you know, you, you got to see this years ago, but, but I felt like Nissan put a pin in it for enthusiasts. And this is just me. Cause I know the, 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 the chronological details of everything because they were trying to get us on these transmissions years ago. And I think they've finally had an opportunity to just say, Hey, look, we have an amazing product. Give us a chance with this automatic. Um, now this is a split street. I mean, what do you think, Mike? Do well, you... um, cause you've seen paddle shifts and other, and other platforms, it, not just the newsy, um, you know, yeah. we've had an opportunity and experience to check them out in the GTRs. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've, I've experienced that as an aftermarket option on some of the infinity stuff. My, um, uh, I had my, you know, I had that 370 Z for a while. That was automatic. It was the, the automatic seven speed with the rev yeah. match. It was impressive. I won't lie. I mean, it, it was nice. Now, of course, for those who, and, I, and you mentioned it earlier, which I think was a really good phrase, which was that it's a generational thing, perhaps, where that engagement with the road, um, you know, we say, oh, man, there's no replacement for it. But, you know, when you talk to a lot of kids, younger people these days, you know, because transmission, manual transmissions are less available, less of them have had a chance to be able to compare that feel uh, for one thing, but also um, – yeah, these aren't your grand these aren't your granddad's transmissions. These are nine speed, ten speed, you know, know eleven insane. speed transmissions that's with insane. amazing, and they're obviously quicker than a manual transmission. So if you're asking for performance, well, you're going to go for the man the the automatic transmission because even on in a brochure you're going to see those zero to sixty times, uh, you know, lower than what you would see on a, a manual transmission model. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, yeah, yeah, the technology behind automatic transmissions has been a huge increase within the last fifteen years, yeah. and uh, I, yeah, and I would yeah. I would say, I mean, Nissan did have a, have a stumble patch, you know, damn near a decade ago. They had a stumble patch with some of these transmissions. They were not in their performance stuff, but on on the lower end spectrum flagship vehicles. I mean, there was complaints, and you know, we'll leave it at that, but. 
I think that Nissan's taken a lot of opportunity to develop their transmissions as a whole. And I think this is one of those um, opportunities for them to shine. So time will tell. Um, we'll see what uh, what comes out in the mix. But I'm interested to uh, to just get behind the wheel of one of those one of these days. We'll see. We'll see if we ever get the opportunity. So right on, man. Let's go for it. <laughs> so I got some news that's coming down uh, that, you know, we talked about the new Gran Turismo movie that is a. Uh, if not, it's not already in your network uh, or your region. Um, it's soon to be dropped officially here on the streets. Um, that is a drop and launch date of the 22nd, um, which is going to be next week. Officially, it will hit um, the market. Now, for those that haven't seen it or have seen the movie, it's undeniably um, it's undeniable to know that the star of the movie are the cars. One of the major cars that is in uh, this movie is actually the GTR. Um, now, the GTR that is actually in this film uh, heavily was actually owned by Jan Marlboro, um, the, the which the um, movie is actually based off of loosely or yeah, roughly. <laughs> so it was actually his 2014 GTR. If you've got the link, Mike, you can bring it up in the background. Sure. But it's a 2014 GTR. Um, that was actually owned by Jan. And uh, then it was sent off to a company that ultimately redid the vehicle um, for its screen debut. Um, now, since the movie has come out, um, and right now it's, 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 I don't know if this is like a PR um, situation or what is going on with this, but normally when you have a movie that comes out, Usually this movie, like actors, kind of go out on a road on a road tour and they are basically showing off this vehicle. It's going to end up in museums or dealerships or major publication events all over the United States or even abroad. Mm -hmm. um, that's not the case with this vehicle. Um, this particular vehicle is going to auction. I, yeah, I said it. So this vehicle, <laughs> this again, this 2014 uh, Nissan GTR is up for auction here fairly soon with um, a very high-end auctioneer called Iconic Auctioneers. Uh, they're going to be putting up the vehicle here pretty soon. You can actually check it out on their website. It's one of the lead vehicles that they've got going on right now. But again, this vehicle was featured in the film and used for uh, as, a, um, as a film vehicle for a lot of that film. Um, so again, if you have an opportunity and you've got the funds to go out and uh, potentially throw your hat in the ring, as it were, um, you know, take a look into it. Um, but yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. You'll be, uh, are you going to be throwing your, uh, your money down on the table for that one, Mike? A <laughs> uh, little too rich for my blood. Yeah. yeah I was going to say it's a little too rich for my blood, but I will say that uh, it is pretty cool, you know, to be that. I mean, if I was one of those rich, like tech guys, I would yeah. I'd go for it. Why not? You know, do, make it rain. Do you think so? I guess to give an example, I'm thinking of like the Fast and Furious movies, the the Ooh. franchise. A lot of the people who own those movie cars now are essentially celebrities in their own right, or um, you know, either even even the guys who own the clones of them, you know, they they typically um, you know are asked 
for their cars to do appearances. Do you think <laughs> this might be one of those cars? Uh, I mean, yeah, the effect, yeah, I do. The effect uh, of this movie. Yeah. yeah, you know, what's funny, for the longest time, I mean, you and I watched Super GT when it came out. This was years ago. And then we followed these drivers, not only Jan, I mean, Ordonez, uh, I mean, all those guys, uh, High Cotter, Doherty, I'm, and I'm leaving out a bunch of guys. But my, my point about this is the GT Academy was a, was a while back. And um, and I never thought that anything else was going to come of it. Sadly, I, I, I hoped I was proved wrong. And I'm so glad that I'm proved wrong that the, the movie um, is now made and, and going to be available for a new generation to check out. Because I really thought that Nissan had they were they were firing on all cylinders, as it, as it were when they dropped this uh, super GT Academy for, and for PlayStation, it was a yeah. great marketing tool, but then it just for, I guess they didn't get what they wanted out of the situation or, or the results. And it just kind of went away. And, and Nissan was also having a lot of things that were, that were happening at the time as an, as an organization, but it, it, it feels like, Hey, why don't we take advantage of this fame that we had and we did some amazing things. Let's let's notarize that. And I'm so glad that the movie's out. And now that this um, movie's come out, this film, I mean, the star, one of the stars of the movie is the vehicle. And I'm so glad that it's um, available for somebody to purchase. But I kind of wish it would go on a roadshow, be available, you know, be something that people could kind of um, – have at events or have in museums and get some some good um, photo opportunities. I'm sure that there's extras of this vehicle because there was quite a few in the movie. Oh, but yeah. again, um, I am super excited that somebody's going to own this vehicle, and I wish them the best of luck. I wish I had the funds <laughs> to grab it, but uh, it is cool. But I think it is going to be one of those noteworthy vehicles and legendary vehicles that. Uh, that only the uh, the upper echelon can get. So, I, I've said how it much do you think I'm... it's going to go for? Oh, let's, let's, let's be real. Well, here. GTR alone, the spec that it is, or the, if it's especially the one that we're looking at here, the, and it's uh, in pounds, so to even screw up your whole <laughs> not in yen because our yens are. My, I'm better with pounds than I am yen. You see okay. here, so don't do dollars. Uh, you know what? Do it in pounds. Just do, do it in pounds. Okay, so I'm gonna say that. Um, Go on. I'm gonna say between let's say three. Let's say three hundred pounds. Three, three and three fifty. Three hundred and fifty thousand pounds. No, or I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I was just three pounds. It's high. Well, it's high because I, I, I've seen. Sorry, I, I've learned lately. I've learned a lot about the GTR market. I'll just say that. And much less the value and how, especially like in this economy, like even basic GTRs are getting the premium uh, based on just either I wouldn't I wouldn't say scarcity, but they are they are a limited car. Yeah, they but are. When it's prepared the way they are, and then you got to tack on where it's been filmed and used. I'm gonna say 300 plus pounds, a thousand pounds. So 300,000. Yeah. Well, Starting auction for this thing uh, is going to be up there. So guide price on, according to the auctioneer, is two hundred twenty-five thousand pounds to two hundred seventy-five thousand pounds. Oh, really? Um, yeah. On the first hammer drop, is it? Uh, they're they're going to. I think they're starting out at three hundred thousand. Shut up. Three hundred thousand pounds. Is that what I, I say? Think, uh, you said three. 
That's what it's starting at. Yeah. From what I can tell from okay. the website. That's cool. Um, I think this is probably going to go shy of a million. No. You think? Wow. All right. You hit it here, guys. Miles, I think it's. We gotta, million, we gotta... I'm going to say it's going to be just shy of a million pounds. Okay. I'm writing a million it down. pounds for somebody to be like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've written it down. So, you know, we're going to have to catch up on this. A million pounds. In dollars. No idea for yeah. a bajillion pounds. Who knows what that is? So I, I thought you were going to say three hundred and one thousand. If we're going like the <laughs> we're going to do the prices you know? right stuff. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that I, again, uh, that's uh, that's probably the the best Nissan news that we have that we need to share at this time. Um, let's go ahead and step into motorsports uh, for our motorsports update. This is where we intro a segment where we look into Nissan's current motorsports portfolio. It's race entries, supported teams, and an update on how they're doing. Uh, Mike, uh, Formula E, um, it's uh, been a minute since we talked about motorsports. Um, Nissan is all over Formula E as they are every year. How are we doing this year? What's coming up? So, yeah, man, uh, Formula E, uh, I got to say, oh, man, sadly, since the last time we had a motorsports update, we've missed two full weekends of racing for Formula E. And in fact, it was the last two weekends say, of this yeah, season. They, yeah. So yeah, we honestly, uh, and I'll get into it. We did good. We did. We did. We had an improvement as a Nissan team. We finished better than the last time I reported this. So um, let me go ahead and get into it, man. There were two weekends that we missed. The first one was the uh, race in the streets of Rome. And then just two weeks after that, it was London that uh, was the final two rounds of the 2023 season. So uh, because there's so much to cover, I'll try to be as quick as possible on this, though. But um, let's get into the first uh, rounds we're talking about. Rome, uh, rounds 13 and 14. Um, We did bring uh, some points to the team uh, on that weekend. Again, this happened July 15th and 16th. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with Norman Nato. Uh, in round 13, he uh, qualified 11th and was able to finish uh, 7th place. Uh, he brought home 6 points that day. And then when you follow up on the next day, round 14, uh, this was a big one. He actually secured his first podium for the team this year at Rome. He finished 2nd uh, uh, place and brought home 18 points for the team. Uh, having started in uh, third place uh, after qualifying. Uh, the Our other driver, of course, we're talking about Sasha Finestras. Uh, round 13, qualified third, finished in 10th, brought home one point for the team. And then the following day, round 14, uh, qualified 22nd, did not do too well in qualifying for uh, round 14. But he did have an improvement. Uh, unfortunately, it did not bring us any points, but he did finish in 16th place. Uh, in total, when you tack on the amount of uh, points these R2 drivers brought home uh, at Rome, it was 25 additional points for, for the Nissan oh. Formula E team, uh, which was a good number. And, and again, if, if for those who have watched, listened to us cover uh, the Formula E season, you know that, let's say... If you include these two rounds that we're talking about now, let's say the last five rounds have we have seen a huge I mean, I'm talking a significant jump in performance and finishing uh, for the teams. Uh, I really think here in the last part of this season, 
the Nissan Formula E team really found their stride, and I can only imagine that they're going to find they're going to continue that stride uh, into the 2024 season. Uh, again, it's the same car. We're talking about the Gen 3 car, which was all new for this year. Um, and we'll see more. Uh, b- before I get ahead of myself, though, I do want to talk about the last two rounds. Of course, uh, again, just previously, I was talking about the streets of Rome. Uh, two weeks later, we're talking July 29th and 30th. We were in London for rounds 15 and 16. Uh, we'll start off here with round 13. Our two drivers, again, Norman Nato qualified 10th, finished 8th place, brought in four points for the team. And Sasha Finestras at that same race uh, had uh, qualified 16th place. However, he did not finish uh, with any points. He, he actually didn't wasn't able to finish the race uh, with, with that with that particular round. You get into the next day. Of course, this is the final round, round 14. Normanato qualified third place and finished fourth. Uh, again, another strong points. Uh, you know, if you really look at these two drivers, though, Normanato was it seems to be you might say the A driver. I mean, the when you look at the number of points that he's brought the team this year, uh, fourth place uh, at that race brought the team 12 additional points. Meanwhile, Sasha Finestras uh, qualified 18th and finished uh, 15th. Uh, unfortunately, no points there. But for the last weekend, uh, we Nissan team were able to score an additional 16 points that weekend. So um, with that, with that being said, as a constructor, the last time we talked about this, the Nissan Formula E team uh, was in eighth place as as a team. Out of 11 teams, they were eighth. Because of these last two weekends, or these last four rounds, let's say, uh, they were able to improve and finish this season as seventh um, as a team or as a constructor uh, here in the uh, season nine of Formula E. Again, the 2023 season is done. Uh, these were the last four rounds. Um, you know, if you compare the teams finishing uh, the standings for the team at the end of the year and you compare them with many of the seasons beforehand, um, these last few years have, have not really been as kind to them as, let's say, the first few years uh, that the team has been involved. But I think there's been a lot of variables to that. And like I said earlier, you know, when you see, you know, the last five rounds take it, the, the amount of improvements that they've made, I'm going to, I continue to look forward to the 2024 season and, and see that, uh, that, that, that Nissan team improves. Uh, I, w- I would put money on it. They're going to be, they're going to do way better than, than seventh position as a constructor in 2024 season. Um, I, I'll stand by that for sure. And if I, if I have to eat my words and let me know, but I mean, <laughs> seriously, again, you're just looking at, I'm just looking at the numbers, man. And, and the numbers speak to me. And I, I think, uh, I think it's true. So, um, so, and now, uh, you know, when it comes to future episodes here on the podcast, we're not going to have much for Formula E until January. The 20 season 10 of Formula E begins in January 2024. And uh, we will continue to give you guys an update as we get closer to that date. But in the meantime, uh, if there's any updates to share, we will. But they'll mostly be team updates, uh, maybe performance changes, anything, maybe new livery that comes out. I know we did that just uh you know, last, last January or so. Um, 
again, these were this was the first time we had these two drivers. Both of these team, most of these drivers were new to the yeah. Formula E. It was a whole clean team. house and see what happens situation with Formula E when we went into it this year. But you know what's crazy is like <laughs> Formula E, you're always first up. Your season starts way earlier than my season starts for Super GT when I kind of cover it. So that's true. But, I think, and that's the thing. So I ended, I started first earlier. Now, now my portion seems to be wrapping now up. Now you're done. Now you got nothing to do for the rest of the year. And I, gotta I wouldn't and say you just got to watch man. me work. I got, I got, I got GT to, to cover, and we'll get, we'll get to that sooner. All right, here, but yeah. Well, yeah. good, uh, good review on Formula E, uh, Super GT. Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Obviously, we are just in the middle of the season right now. Uh, round four of Super GT actually just happened here uh, recently. That was on the fifth and sixth of this month, August, and uh, that happened at uh, Fuji Speedway. Uh, with some good results for Nissan. Um, let's go ahead and dive into that. So I'll go ahead and cover, like I always do, the 500 Big Boy series in which all the um, Nissan Z platform or the Z platform is being um, showcased this year. And for those that aren't uh, aware of it, uh, we are fielding a lot of cars um, for the 500 series. Actually, there's uh, four Z teams um, that are actually uh, with the... Um, uh, with, if I remember correctly, yeah, it's four Z teams with the uh, 500 series. Now, uh, round four of Fuji, um, let's see here, qualifying actually had a pretty good result for Nissan. Um, first place um, for the top qualifier uh, actually turned out to be car number 24, the Realize Advance Z. Um, they actually ended up taking the day as far as qualifying uh, there on Saturday. Uh, fourth place, a little a little of a stumble down. We didn't quite finish in a one, two, three like we have this year. Um, but fourth place, the number three, Nitera Motul Z. Um, they actually had a really good uh, results uh, for fourth place, bringing in a few, uh, figuring out a good position there in qualifying. And then we had a little bit of a... Um, a spacing 13th place car number 23, the Moto Altec Z. Um, if you're familiar, we had this big long pause from round four to round three, um, just because the way the season is kind of broken up, the summer break, if you will. But that particular vehicle suffered a very horrific accident, um, right, around right. the right before we went to the summer break. So the, the team had an opportunity to ultimately reassemble that vehicle, a full construction or create a completely new vehicle that they still had to do all the shakedowns before we went into qualifying. And so they took that vehicle in with them to this and for them to do that and still pull a result where they're still mid pack. That's not mm -hmm. bad, you know, uh, or a little lower than mid pack. So again, yeah. 13th place car number 23, 14th place, my favorite, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's car number one. That's the, the Morelli Impul, formerly the Calsonic folks, but that's Morelli Impul Z <laughs> um, went down to fourth place, 14th place again in qualifying on Saturday. Now let's talk a little bit about Sunday for the 500 series. A completely different uh, set of circumstances. The first place actually was taken by a Z. Um, that was the Nitira Motul Z. Uh, ended up taking the um, the first place position um, for the day. They All took right. a win for the day. Yeah, they great results, and they fought off valiantly on NSX. And it's some great racing footage. Um, we're having a little bit of a stumble for 
for feed tonight and internet coverage. So we're not going to show you the video, but if you get an opportunity, I would go back and listen, uh, go back and watch it. You can watch the entire three hour and change race um, that is available on YouTube. Nissan actually has a great um, a page that you can subscribe to, and they basically do their own summations. We usually put that on our Facebook page, which is also under some kind of weird release. <laughs> it's in it's it's in we're weird in... Like POW camp right now. Yeah, we're in Nissan jail because of something from back yeah. from 2022. Working through it. We're yeah. working through it. We're hoping uh, to be back through it. But my point is, you can go on YouTube. Just type in um, Super GT 2023 Round Three, Two, Four, whatever you want to do, and it actually has a really good 15 or 20 minute skit on everything that happened with Nissan, all the teams. And I highly recommend subscribing to that because those are great updates. Um, again, let me finish out where I was though. Race 500. A race in the 500 series. First place again, uh, number three, Nitro Motul Z. Excellent race. Excellent fight at the end. Um, tenth place, number 24, Realize Advan Z. Again, 13th place. Um, they're about where they were in qualifying. The Motul Altec Z, again in 13th place. And at the bottom of the pack, um, car number one, the um, Morelli Impulse Z. I know those guys are going to do better. They kick some tail earlier in the season. I know they're going to do better as a team goes on. Um, so, again, let's talk about the 300 series in which the all the GTRs are competing at this point. Um, qualifying, which, again, Saturday, um, the car number 11, Gaynor Tenax GTR, um, ended up taking third place um, in qualifying. Um, next vehicle in the line that's going to be um, – Seventh place, that's number 10, the Ponos Gainer GTR. And then in 10th place, car number 56, the Realized Nissan Mechanic Challenge GTR, which is one of our favorites here because yeah. great heart, great um, amount of experience on the team, great drivers. Those guys killed it last year. Um, so they were uh, the folks, they were our, uh, our top choices for this season. But again, don't let this shake you off those guys come back hard um 15th place for qualifying car number 360 the run-up Uruguay gtr um <laughs> that vehicle um ended up taking 15th place now let's talk a little bit about race day um in the 300 series again a nissan took top position first place um car number 11 the gainer to next gtr the guy who took third in qualifying ended up taking first for the race on sunday so they they're doing great um they actually had another win here previously i think it was round two quote me if i'm wrong anybody on the chat you want to scold me for it you figure it out you let me know my memory's not that great uh fourth place car number 56 the realized nissan mechanic challenge dtr those guys jumped up from 10th place, again, in qualifying, fought the battle to get the fourth. If you would have given those guys three more rounds, they probably would have given you a third. That's how good they are. <laughs> All right. Seventh place, uh, Ponos Gainer GTR um, ended up taking that. 14th um, at the bottom of the ladder, um, car number 360, the run-up, Rivet GTR um, ended up in that position. So that is Super GT for round four that we just covered. There's another race that's coming up here on the 26th and the 27th. So two races in the month of August. That is going to be um, the 26th and the 27th. That's round five. That's coming up at Suzuka Circuit. 
amazing circuit. It's going to be some great racing. We'll obviously continue to keep you updated on the results of that. Again, I highly recommend uh, subscribing to some of the YouTube channels. And again, that Nissan and Nismo, um, um, uh, the previews that they do from the team, those are great um, amounts of coverage, great amount, a great amount of insight. So I would just highly recommend subscribing to those for uh, the future. We'll obviously continue to keep you updated as we move through the series and continue to follow it. Uh, we got a round eight series. This is uh, just round four. We're going into round five. So we've got some time all the way until we finish out till the end of the year, which will be in November. November. Okay. Uh, what we need to do, Miles, um, let's get those channels that you're mentioning to watch Super GT. Mm -hmm. Let's put them in the show notes, and that way, for you guys who are curious about catching up and just kind of getting a taste of Super GT, trust me, you won't regret it. We'll put the links to those channels in our show notes. So take a look there. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah, definitely do it. Um, let's talk a little bit about some homegrown racing, um, uh, an actual uh, Nissan event that we love to kind of talk about, which is the actual, uh, which is the Nissan Challenge. It's actually takes place on the West Coast. So hopefully I'm going the right direction. So <laughs> happens the windows to the wall uh, so let's see here nissan challenge um unfortunately right now they still have a little bit of a downtime uh their next race will be round five that won't happen until next month on the 17th uh that will happen at button willow raceway park you can continue to follow the nissan challenge again we'll give you more notes at the bottom of this page but you want to jump in on that if you get a chance edgar Furman, who jumped on with us a little earlier he's still on with us He's one of those um, those amazing folks that put that event on. That is a mixed bag of everything that is that is Datsun, Nissan, and Infiniti that you could ever want. Um, they have cars out there that are as old as S30s. They got the brand new hot and hot and heavy uh, stuff that's just hitting the market. So everything's out there. And if you are in the California market and you're looking for a great race experience and a great race event that is pretty heavy with the Nissan brand. I highly recommend you check out the Nissan Challenge. So. You're absolutely right, though, man. Again, having just met Edgar, we, we, of course, had him on the show before, him and John, but having just hung out with him uh, in person at ZCon, such an awesome guy. Not only is he an organizer for the event, but he does participate. He's got a hell of a Z32 300ZX twin turbo that he competes with. And I won't, I won't lie, man. That, that car is very impressive. Uh, uh, awesome, awesome. Right. A wealth of knowledge, that entire team with the Nissan. Oh, nice. Series. Edgar just chimed in here and he goes, there was a change to the schedule to include our days in November. That's for those that don't know. And Edgar said it here. It's the biggest GTR event in the U S and, and it is, it's like Zcon for GTRs. Um, I've been watching it online and through Instagram for a while now and it is like yeah it'll it'll bring tears to your eyes <laughs> with the amount of uh, shots that are out there so for them to be part of that that just tells you how they're up and coming as a brand and as a series so yeah for them to be involved I want to give you guys a, a out there uh, Edgar and everybody who put all the work in on that a huge congratulations on that so yeah that's awesome dude Awesome, man. Or it's going to be working on it, I should say. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move into the next series that we typically like to cover. Of course, we're talking about the GT America series. Um, this is a, a, 
a new series that we're covering this year, specifically because we do have some Nissan entries in the series this year. Now, we're going to go ahead and just begin with uh, the team that we've been, the cars that we have been following, which are the uh, the new Z car uh, and the GT4 uh, segment of that series. Uh, they are competing this weekend. Uh, it's happening August 18th through the 20th at Road America in Plymouth, Wisconsin. Uh, this is actually the first race back for the GT America series since you might call the summer break. You know, a lot of, I mean, again, it's hot down here. It's hot everywhere. Let's, uh, it's been a few months since the last, uh, since the last uh, track day or since the last race, but uh, we're back at it. It is, it is back to racing. Uh, I believe there is a, um, a GT America race every month between now until I think, uh, it's October or November, I believe. So, Jesus. uh, pl plenty of coverage coming up for you guys. So, but again, uh, this weekend, uh, at road America in Wisconsin, uh, we're back to action again. Uh, let's start with the GT four series. And of course we're talking about the, um, uh, uh, tech sport racing team. Uh, we're rooting for them and their drivers. Uh, I do want to share my screen with that. Of course, we're talking about the number 22 uh, and 23 Nissan Z cars. Number 22 car driven by uh, Eric Powell and Colin. Uh, oh, God. I had the last name. Why? I, 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 I thought I'd remember him. Anderson. I thought you'd remember it, too. But I, here we are. It's fine. Yeah. You know, we're just going to call him. No, don't do that. But <laughs> he's a great guy, man. I Harrison, Collins Harrison. Thank you, Myers. Thank you, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> Haley saving, saving, saving your ass. man once again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start again. Eric Powell and Colin Harrison piloting the number 22 uh, Nissan uh, Z car. And then, of course, we do have Brian Highcotter and Tyler Stone piloting the number 23 car uh, for, again, for Tech Sport Racing and the GT4 series. Um, we're rooting for them. Uh, this is now Thursday night. So we are in the when it comes to the GT uh, schedule, the, the whole weekend schedule today was essentially um uh, testing day tomorrow is practice uh and then saturday sunday you have this combination of qualifying and racing so uh again we just want to give props uh and a shout out to those guys and wish them the best of luck uh you know the team has been uh hospitable to us when they came to coda and uh very very helpful guys very cool guys so we definitely want to encourage them be rooting for them uh for this weekend um now let's get into some big news, big news though. And then for those who don't know how the GT America series, or you might call the SRO series works, is that there are multiple classes, uh, multiple types of racing happening on the same weekend. It's not just GT4. Uh, you actually have a, uh, let's just call it, there's a, there's a Toyota Cup there. There's a Touring Cup, which has various makes and models. Uh, but then you also have the, um, uh, the GT3. Uh, category. So you have GT4 and then you've got GT3. Uh, some big news uh, coming in because of that. And this is actually really cool for us, Miles. Now, if you remember uh, in a previous episode, we had a really good chat with our friend Brian Locke with uh, Valkyrie Autosports based out of California. And uh, since then, um, he kind of, if you remember though, he kind of talked to us just a little bit 
um, about something that was kind of in the works at that time. So uh, essentially what's happened since um, since then has been some amazing news and we're, we're super excited for them. Uh, so since the last time we've spoken with 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 uh, Brian, essentially Valkyrie Autosports has become has partnered with CDR, which is Cyberdyne Racing. Cyberdyne. Cyber Dynamics Racing and has become CDR Valkyrie. And here you can see on a picture here, uh, the logo. Uh, if you go to their social media channels, you'll see all of the news that they've shared since then. Uh, and so Brian Luck and the team are essentially at uh, Road America, <laughs> at Road America, uh, as we speak, um, preparing for their their competition this weekend and the gt3 races now uh what are they racing with you might ask let's go ahead and get into that and uh, again competing uh with us Ooh. is your gtr uh, uh sorry your gt3 spec nismo gtr uh which uh, again if you remember that episode miles I, we were talking a little bit about this car and and just i believe it's the only one in the country uh much less competing, you know. Uh, yeah, I would say I, I, I would agree with you. From all the information that we have, this is it. Um, this is the the first out of the door uh, in the country that I know of, unless somebody else has any information when you slap my hands. But yeah, this is it. Um, if you want to see how this car is going to do in a competitive environment, which I'm sure it's going to kick major ass. Um, yeah, this is it, folks. Uh, the number sixty six. Um, with uh, CDR Valkyrie, and uh, you know, we—it's funny. We this just leaked to us recently. We we didn't want to put anything out there if we could help it. Um, we try to limit our postings and our Instagram excitement um, about it. But yes, uh, this is very cool. And we—I remember us talking to Brian, and he was like, and he kind of alluded to like, oh, something might happen. We don't know, maybe. And. Um, and we're super excited that uh, this is spawned into what it is today. So these guys have a huge advantage on the field, and I think they're going to do great. <laughs> I mean, look at this thing. It's amazing. I mean, this thing behind was was one of their original GTRs, which was an amazing A's kicker to begin with. And look at this thing now. Look at that. That's just going to be... Yep. The the new livery has recently been added. Of course, uh, this car has gone through numerous types of shakedowns and tests and tuning. Uh, of course, it is continuing on as they are as the team is currently at Road America, uh, preparing for these racing for these races. Uh, from what I've been told, though, there's a lot of um, it's making waves. Uh, it's really great to see. A lot of teams are, are, are happy um, to see more JDM cars on on the grid for GT3, which. I, I did look at this. Um, if I looked at the grid of competitors uh, for GT3 this weekend, mm -hmm. I think there's like 28 cars, at least on the, the sheet that I saw, 28 cars competing. Only three are Japanese manufacturer cars. Most of them are uh, Astons and Porsches and whatnot. It's nothing so, new. It's so, nothing new for a Nissan to be a minority out there. And then for us to pick <laughs> major ash, which is what we're going to do with this thing. Oh, and not to make you even more nervous, Mike Myers just kind of pumped in on here. She goes, I've got some of the crew here from CDR Valkyrie all listening oh. to make you even more stressed. So you can say all <laughs> the right stuff right now. So, Hey guys, thank you for being with us. <laughs> it's an honor for you. Have you guys taking the time to, 
to, to listen in. I appreciate it so much. And look, uh, you just got red. Yeah. You just changed the different pitch of red. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we wish what, you guys. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Yes. What I was what I was trying to say though is that not only is uh, the CDR Valkyrie team carrying the flag for for Nissan and Nismo with their GTR entry, but they're honestly carrying the flag for having two out of the three JDM cars. Uh, Japanese manufactured cars on the grid this weekend. So that's, I want to say that's a huge, um, something to be proud about. I mean, there really are, you know, for us just being fans of that, uh, I I definitely give them uh, all the props in the world. And I really wish you guys the best of luck this weekend. Uh, I think it really is a proud moment uh, to be a part of this though. So let's Um, talk a little bit about the drivers. Are we, are we getting into that? Yeah. So uh, of course the, uh, GT3 Nismo car, number 66, competing in the GT3 uh, portion of the SRO GT America Series. You have Amir Halim uh, piloting this particular vehicle. Brian Locke is also uh, driving. Of course, our friend is also competing. Uh, he is in the NSX here. Uh, I wish I, I, uh, both cars are essentially, of course, under this, this amazing setup that they have here, uh, debuting here at, at Road America. And, um, uh, it's again just an amazing time. I believe the team uh, has has had amazing time. Uh, of course, uh, <laughs> uh, Haley is actually uh, at uh, <laughs> she Haley Myers and Myers Motorsports is at Road America this weekend. Uh, they are covering the events, uh, covering the event with the team. And uh, for those who are curious, you can go through social media and learn more about the CDR Valkyrie team. Uh, you can go through the Instagram. Also, uh, uh, Facebook to to uh, get the latest results and even information and honestly, just the fun that they're having in between uh, practice and in between qualifying the race. You know, um, I really think it's an amazing weekend for them all. You know, and I think uh, they are they are definitely sharing that through social media. So for those who are listening, check out CDR Valkyrie uh, on social media. Like, subscribe, follow, do all the things to. Uh, uh, to be a part of it, honestly. And Brian, for I know you're listening right now. We're still going to give you the shout out. We hope you kick major ass in your car number 86, the uh, Acura NSX GT3. So I know you're going to do well, man. Even though yeah. this is a hardcore Nissan show, we still love you. And you're even though you're driving Acura, he's a Nissan driver at heart. We know he's a Nissan problem. driver at heart. It's not his yes. fault, but his badge is wrong. He has so for sure. Yeah. It's, we still love you. So. <laughs> Of course, Haley but chimes in. Brian's beaming. Awesome. Of course. Uh, we always want Brian <laughs> to beam it. It's when he's at his best, he's beaming. So, But, uh, yes, uh, we can't wait for you guys to uh, get a couple races in. And then, of course, um, let us know how you're doing. Um, we would definitely want to get uh, an interview with you guys when you yes. uh, feel that you're up to it. And then when, uh, whenever Haley frees you to the media to be able to uh, <laughs> to be consumed by us. Yeah, let us know. We'd love to have you guys on again. Um, we wish you guys the best of luck, and we're going to send nothing but positive energy your way, and you guys are just going to go out there and kick some ass. So, um, again, um, kudos to both Amir and Brian and all, all the other folks on the team that are putting in all the long hours um, to, uh, to get the great results that we know that you guys are going to get. So, yeah. We love awesome, you. man. 
<laughs> Again, guys, we'll be following you guys throughout the week, the weekend. And in our next episode, we will definitely share the results uh, from uh, this, this weekend here at Road America. And um, definitely looking forward to seeing you guys at the uh, future GT America uh, races this season. Uh, we really look forward to seeing you guys. Yeah. And take care of Haley. She's on loner right now. So. <laughs> Give her a hard time for me. Yeah. Make sure you raz Haley as much as humanly possible. So yes, that'd be great. So <laughs> we love you, Haley. Hope you're staying safe. And uh, we know she's working hard. She does nothing but work hard. Take care of the Queen of Coda for us. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I will say those guys, uh, for those who are in the Wisconsin area, consider this your call to action. Of course, if you are within um, earshot of Plymouth, Wisconsin, you can get your tickets at the box office for you to come see uh, the racing this weekend. Uh, I have the pricing here. The three-day general admission cost, uh, which is uh, everything here, 80 bucks for the weekend. Now, if you do want, let's say, a Friday pass only, 30 bucks, you get into Saturday and Sunday, about 45 bucks uh, for each day. So, um, again, it's kind of an a la carte type of thing. There really shouldn't be any excuse to to, 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 to not make it out there again and getting to see these cars in person and, and to just all the smells, all the sounds and everything. It's, it's just an amazing time. You owe it to yourself to, to, uh, yeah, take you, a look. you, you don't know you want to be there until you're there. And then you're like, why did I never come to this? So yeah, it, it, call to action. If it's in your neck of the woods, make the trek, make the pilgrimage, uh, to get out there and check these out and, and to root, uh, for for the Nissan brand, and then of course for the for these folks over at CDR Valkyrie. So yeah, they're gonna kick some ass. So in other motorsports, uh, we usually cover the Nissan Sentra Micra Cup that is uh, based out of Canada. For those that don't know, this is a grassroots racing series again based in Canada. Um, it's six weekends from May through September. Exclusively spec for uh, exclusively Nissan spec Sentras, and then a micro series too as well. Mm -hmm. um, this series basically kind of does a hard weekend of racing. Um, it's actually two two races compiled in each weekend. Um, this uh, just past weekend, um, I think it was August fourth and sixth, was round five and round six of the Centra Cup. Um, that was at Circuit de, de Troyes. Rivieras, and this is why Mike makes me do this because he knows I'm going to stumble through it. He likes to make fun of me when I'm done with this, but guess what? That's where it happened. I'll work on my French. I don't know if you want to buy me one of those That's... language courses. We'll figure it out. But what was the yes. uh, was Rosetta Stone or uh, what, the Rosetta Stone? Them? Yeah, we'll get we'll some Rosetta out, Stone. So. But we again, uh, we want to make sure that we're uh, giving proper support, the best of our ability, other than linguistics, um, to the Nissan Centra Cup. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the results from the last um, Nissan uh, Centra Cup. Uh, again, that was August fourth, August sixth. Um, that was, uh, let's talk about the August, the, the round five, um, Alexander 14, um, actually ended up taking first place, uh, for this race. Now, if you've been following the series and you've also been following who your top racers were, um, si Simon Charbonneau, um, was actually one of the, uh, Charbonneau, my apologies, was one of the, I guess the, in it, uh, the, the, the faces to be the, the win. Yeah. the leader if you will for this event and that has not changed but alexander 
um, had a really good weekend. Um, he ended up taking first place for round five yeah. and round six as well. And on round uh, five, Simon Charbonneau ended up taking second place. So he came in under Alexander um, for that race. So I had to understand that had to be a pretty crazy upset for him. Um, but I will say that Simon ended up taking the fastest lap um, for oh. round five. Um, Valerie Limoges, last year's winner, um, ended up taking third place in her car number one. Um, now, round six, um, Alexander ended up taking first place again, as we previously mentioned. Valerie ended up taking second place. Um, Simon, unfortunately, fell down um, the um, down the grid, but he ended up going into eighth place, uh, third base being taken over by Nicholas Barrett. But Simon, being how he is, the amazing driver, ended up taking top lap <laughs> for oh, wow. round six. Isn't that insane? So, so for, from whatever circumstances that caused him to finish eighth place, he still got best lap. He was able to claim that, that I wonder, I, I don't know whether or not there's extra points awarded the fastest lap, but uh, it's definitely a nice feather in the cap. Yeah. I will say this. There's been six races. Yeah. Simon has claimed best lap of four of them. <laughs> I, and the other two, yeah. I will say that third place, Nicholas Barrett. Yeah. Um, ended up taking the other two. Yeah. And this is out of a, a six-round series. Isn't that insane? Yeah. That it's is like awesome. The the amount of just um, experience and uh, uh, excellence that's – I mean, these guys piss excellence. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I, see, I see two things happening too because uh, the, the names that you listed off, you know, I, I hear them often. So it's it's kind of like that crowd. It's 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 It's, it's – no matter what race it is, I mean, it seems to be uh, a, a mixed bag of about three or four names that come in uh, as your podium finisher. So you definitely have some dudes that are apparently just great drivers, uh, a consistent driving. Isn't that crazy, though? It's like it's just I don't know. It just it blows me away that and we see the same names all the time. We've been following this for since kind of its inception. Like two or and, three years. Uh, now, what, yeah. Two years, three years. It's mm -hmm. his third third season is that right for us anyway it is yeah, yeah probably it's, third yeah. season yeah so but we've been uh, trying to follow it again you can continue to check out the uh, nissan Century cup um i usually get all my, our information through the centricup.com they do have some youtube videos that are starting to trickle in so i would highly recommend getting on their page subscribing to it as well um we'll try to drop that in the shop uh, the shop notes in the show notes at the bottom um, when we're done here with the episode and put it up for public consumption on YouTube. Um, but again, it's a great, um, it's a great racing series. It's a, a suspect class series, the competition and the level of competitiveness is pretty, is pretty high as a bar. And then it's just margins. I mean, so small on the margins, um, for these folks to win, but you still got the same cream rising to the ground the top brother but uh yeah again um kudos to all those drivers who are continually killing it and being highly competitive year after year in that series so we'll continue to give you updates as we move forward with coverage on that um i don't know if the season's over already was it a no. si six round i don't think it is no there's uh, i think there's a few more to go uh they, their season started later in the year. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it was yeah. um, round six. We're it, it's a twelve, 
Hold on. Yeah, it's a 12-round series, so we still have a bit to go. So this is actually going to carry us all the way. There's another race coming in August 26th. That's round seven and round eight. That is going to be at Complex ICAR location. Um, and see here, and then uh, we, of course, got the final round, which will be Circuit mont -Durblant. Um, That'll be in uh, September, uh, the end of September. So we'll keep you updated, let you know who the final winner of that series will be. Um, we'll see if Valerie will be back on top or if Simon, Mr. Best Lap is going to be uh, is going to be up there. I don't know. This, the points, this is, is going to say this is going to be silly, super silly of me, though. But when you say what was the last track again, Mont Treblanc. I keep on hearing Matt LeBlanc, which is like Joey from Friends. It is. It's at his <laughs> house. Jesus Christ, Mike. I'm um, sorry. Yeah. Come uh, on. Get that's a that's a squirrel there. moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, let's see here. Now, um, it's a while since we've had an opportunity to actually BS. I mean, with this whole show, we kind of BS a little bit. But it is. Um, we, we never really get an opportunity to kind of do our special segment piece of it. Now, usually we pick one or the other. Either we're going to. Hey, this is things you should be checking out, or there's a shut up and take my money, back alley or chat. we're going to do a back alley chat. We kind of do a mixed bag of different stuff. In this particular case, we're doing a little trial and error, if you will, and we're going to do two different things. And so that is going to be us just having a little diarrhea mouth about both of these things. So uh, <laughs> the first thing I, I, I wanted to go ahead and do was uh, things you should be checking out. Now, the things that you should be checking out are anything from magazines or movies or um, something on it that we feel that you should check out or, or maybe support because there's going to be some brand notoriety in there or it's it's crucial to the community or the import scene as a whole. You know, yeah. So um, the thing that I thought that people should be checking out is something that just dropped on Motor Trend TV. Um, now, for those that don't know, um, Super Street has been a magazine for the import scene for many, many years. Um, you know, they they haven't always been the heaviest of Nissan content early on. Um, they were primarily a big Honda Boy kind of magazine that we would just kind of jump on. But I will say, you know, over the years they've evolved and they do have a lot of Datsun, Nissan, and Infinity coverage to date. If you still are a person that is picking up tangible magazines like myself. Unfortunately, that is still one of my addictions I cannot get rid of. I still buy loads and loads of uh, magazines and have subscriptions. Mm. But the evolution has finally come around. Motor Trend TV has finally got wind that, hey, there are tuners out there. There are import folks that want to see a show. And Super Street has finally come around and created their own show called the Super Street Garage. Okay. So currently right now they're in their first season. And I believe as of right now, we're going, we've only had two episodes. Well, actually, I apologize. We've had three episodes that have aired to date. Um, there is some Nissan coverage uh, that's in there, but I will say that it, it, if you're an import fan as a whole, or you're a nostalgic import person, and I would highly recommend checking out the show. I've um, the two hosts that are, that are hosting this show, uh, John Naderi Nads, if you will. Um, he's been with super street and been in the publication for import tuning. Um, 
for a very long time. I've, I've seen yeah. his name around for a long time. He's, he's all over the place. He's authored a bunch of articles. Uh, but again, Nads, he was the editor in chief for a long run with super street and um, ultimately moved on to be, uh, to be a host on the super street garage. His co-host, the gentleman in the glasses just above me is Amir uh, Bontato. Um, he is actually an amazing driver uh, with super with um, uh, time attack. Uh, he basically is a time attack legend um, in his world. Um, he actually comes from RS Future Dynamics, um, a huge content writer too, as well. From what I remember, um, the two make a really good pair. Um, Nads is more of um, is just a very nostalgic piece that I like to that I like to could just agree to. Um, he he you know if something looks right or fits right or just has the right stance or it it's historically appropriate to the vehicle as far as like a nostalgic build or he has the eye and that's mm -hmm. one thing that i love about his piece of it um amir when they're trying they do a combination of like restoring classic import cars okay having a piece of history involved to it as well and they they do a lot of um, throwback to historic import tuners that either are in existence or not in existence. Um, and, and that's just something that you're not going to get with a normal show. Like um, if you say, I don't know, somebody else tries to put something like this together, they are not in that world. So they'll okay. just say, Hey, we've got this particular Nissan or a 350 Z. And then these are the wheels straight from blah, blah, blah. And they're just, yeah. and they're, these garbage and they're just kind of throwing it on there. These guys are not messing with that. These guys are heavy, heavy purists yeah. and they are very much role models of the scene. That's mm. why I think you should be checking out super street garage. Um, I've watched the last few episodes. Me and Ion have nerded out um, through this um, and we've kind of been messaging each other and watching the episodes and Mike, you, we need to get you woke on it. You do, but if you, get you do. Chance, uh, and get your Motor Trend subscription for Christ's sakes. Um, well, mm -hmm. uh -huh. yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, I will say this if you get an opportunity, again, if you've got your Motor Trend subscription or you just want to check out some of the little teasers that are out there on YouTube, I highly recommend checking them out. Again, continue to support the import magazines that support the community and support ultimately support the Nissan Infinity brand and Dots brand for that matter. So, again, uh, yeah. go ahead. No. When you, when you said that they were purists and educated, it kind of made me think of, uh, you know, so what do you think is better, a Gaio 13 or a Gaio 24? <laughs> One of those guys, you know? No. <laughs> uh, but, I, but I will say, though, um, you know, these days, um, the printed magazine is, is slowly kind of going away. I mean, the sport compact car, the turbo magazines, the – Performance Auto and Sound, you know, those are things that I've kind of grew up with along with the forums. Forums are starting to go away for the go away as far as a great source of information. I will say legitimately, this uh, this 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 uh, ep this series is um, a great source of information. Like sometimes you get you watch a show and you're like, man, how did they do that? Or or is that this particular part? Or is that a true you know, from this manufacturer, 
they're nerds. They're just like us. I mean, some of this is going to be some Honda stuff, some Mazda, some Toyota stuff thrown in there, you know, Subi stuff. Um, you know, you, and that's just going to be par for the course. But the stuff, it's still an education, nonetheless. Okay. I highly recommend checking it out. That's cool. You know, and and so two questions I have. One is, was Motor Trend also where we saw the JDM Legends show, or was that? So if you and I'm just going to give you a little schooling on the Motor Trend subscription. I am a okay. huge Motor Trend subscription person. I bought in pretty early, and I love like even though it's not import based or it's not Nissan based, I love the roadkill shows. I love the way that they're shot. Um, but uh, the Motor Trend bought a lot of the pre-existing shows that were out there. So it's crazy. You can actually go back and look at some of the old um, uh, JDM Legends show. It's all on there. It's all on Motor Trend. So you get it as part of okay. your subscription if you want to go and check it out. There's Nopi Nationals stuff that's on there. Wow. If you're if you're if you know what I'm talking about, and I'm and maybe you're a new kid, I'm speaking <laughs> a different language. But there's Nopi Nationals from tuning. Tuning events at the, in its heyday, this is like post Fast and Furious, the first one when it dropped. The first. It blew up the scene. And there was like shows all over the damn place. There is so much content in there that is archived um, that if you just go digging through their libraries, there is a lot of stuff. And I have been digging for a while and I still have not hit bedrock. So that tells you you're getting a lot for your money if you want to just nerd out on the library. So just go in there and type search. Dotson, and you're gonna get. I mean, you're gonna ha get a hundred hits, and it's all content and video stuff that you can watch. So, with that combination, plus the pre existing shows that are on there that are pretty damn good, and yeah. then of course, uh, Super Street Garage, um, now with the addition in there. I mean, yeah, I, you know, I highly recommend it. Uh, you know, get to uh, I've given you all the tools for making the right purchase in your purchases in your life. <laughs> okay. So go ahead and do that. Ion just chimed in. He goes, one thing I really do appreciation, I do appreciate our online articles filled with associated photos. And it's sort of the evolution of the magazines. And I would agree with Ion hundred uh, percent. It feels like they're still making a magazine, but for people that can't read. So <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just for that, for the, I would say I'll, I'll I'll take that back for the new Instagram generation culture, that's kind of or generation culture, yeah, and, you know, for system. that kind of thing. Like, and you know, I'm, I'm a nerd. I'll read the magazines. I'll fact pick and I'll really look at that stuff. And, uh, yeah. but again, um, I, I would highly agree with Ion said. Ion chimed in one more cause he's so excited. He goes, um, let's see here. Meow, 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 meow. Um, let's see here. One thing I really appreciate again, another thing, um, about the description is seeing a lot of the historical content, which there is, and there's a bunch of new content that isn't on normal cable or whatever you got. And I would agree, like normally it's just, you know, you're a slave to the, the sponsor or, you know, uh, they might've just, these are pretty hefty article, uh, pretty hefty run times. These aren't 22 minutes. They're like, I think they're like 35, 45 minute plus. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I've been watching them cons consistently on rewind and I mean, they're good. They're just shot well. And um, I highly recommend uh, checking them out. I think it's only going to get better. So 
Badass. How? What's the best way to find the Motor Trend uh, channel? Now, is it through? I, I thought I saw it through Amazon at one. Point, you know, or... I would say hunt for the deals because Motor Trend does do a pretty good deal around. Um, I remember they had an amazing deal around um, Black Friday. I mean, don't you can wait all that time if you want to, but there was a Black Friday deal that came out. It was like a dollar for like the first six months or 12 months. Wow. And then after that, it just goes to regular pricing. And it was like so cheap, but you got everything for, and here I am selling Motor Trend, right? But you've got, <laughs> you've got, you got the online app. You've got the, uh, the access to the entire TV series through Prime. And then I think they backlog their magazines too, as well, um, digitally scan them. So you could actually read old, you know, publications that they have now purchased. You can scan through the, the magazine pages. So you don't have to actually buy the physical, tangible things. Some of the roadkill stuff is in there. Like, so oh. if you, if you want to nerd out on some of that stuff, like if you're, I don't know, trying to, you're interested in like LS stuff or you're really interested mm -hmm. in some of the swaps that they've done or anything from the show. But again, um, I just think it's a good purchase. There's not a lot out there that solely takes care of the car nerd in that <laughs> way. And this is one of those things. This is like one of those things that I'll never probably kill on my subscription list. So cool. Cool, man. Yeah. I will have to go ahead and subscribe to uh maybe i can find a special but either way i need to subscribe to that i think it'd be a lot of fun it's good i mean it's and, and i put it back in the background when i'm in the uh i mean along with this show i put it on the background in uh in the garage and people come over they're like damn i was like you got a lot of auto shows on here because i used to buy all these dvds these option oh yeah and if you didn't know all the option dvds uh some of that stuff is on motor trend motor trend bought a series of those i think the ones that went to dvd i could be wrong anybody nerds out or wants to quote me wrong but there is option dvds on there so there's actually like wow. some of the ones that came out like a 10 years ago when the 350z released and they were they were racing it against the the old s30 and the 350z or oh. the 370 it's all in there and it's like the whole dvd is like scanned and it's in there so again there's tons of stuff in there. You just got to go hunting. I'm telling gotta you, the library is massive. So anyway, awesome, Ion dude. said, come join us, Mike. So yeah. <laughs> one of us. One of it's us. Like one of the, drink one the Kool-Aid. All, right, Kool yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, that is my things you should be checking out. Now, you wanted to do a shut up and take my money. We haven't done one of those in a while. And yep. you found an amazing product that we've been nerding out in the z32 community for a long time about yes. so go ahead so yeah let me preface all of this by saying there has been an it seems to have been an ongoing saga for the z32 300 zx guys uh specifically it probably affects most the twin turbo guys and this has to do with what's called a uh uh there's a performance mod that you do. You buy this particular product and, you know, when you feed the, the air inlet that goes to the turbos, you have it essentially tees off in the center. You have one, one intake filter that essentially feeds both turbos. Uh, somewhere, you know, let's say oh, a long, long time ago, you, you, someone discovered that, it, well, if you break that up, get rid of that T and have two individual filters that you can get 
you split uh, huge the signal. Performance. You split Correct, the, but you right. need to split the signal well, with with two maps. Well, well, in the beginning, it wasn't like that. Remember the old uh, it was a dummy. A, a, yeah, you had a you had a dummy because the, the the whole the whole problem with this is that you have a mass airflow sensor there at that T, right? So when you go along and you start having two air filters. Then you got too you're, much you're, air, and the system doesn't understand because you got too much air, and it wants to shut the whole thing down. Yes, the computer wants the computer spazzes out because it's not reading as much mass air uh, airflow as it as right. it should. So you know, in the beginning, you had a little field trim. Uh, remember the old Apexi AFSC or what was it called? Uh, I remember. I still got. I still have them in the. Um, you know the, me. I have the every old tuner nerd box still in the yes. garage. So you had that in the beginning. You had this particular box, and you had to do some pretty extensive wiring and soldering uh, connections to make that all work. And then somewhere along the lines, there was a company called Selen, which essentially simplified the process with more of a, let's just say, more of a plug-and-play option, which was a signal splitter uh, of sorts that essentially allowed you to have both mass airflow sensors at that point but they they shared a signal essentially allowing the computer to do what it needs to do and i remember when the when that product first came out you would see easily without a tune without anything just a plug and play easily another 30 horses to the wheel Correct. just because of that additional airflow that you're giving the engine i think it's more than that the man the real chargers. limiter for that vehicle was around 500 550 i mean you saw guys reaching for it once the splitter came out, it really yeah. kind of lifted the bar for a lot of stuff yeah. other than those guys that were going to full standalones and, yeah. and trying that, um, you know, that yeah. went to a map system versus the math system. That's right. You had, so, you had that map pressure. But the math, yeah. but the map system at that time, it was crazy chronologically because the map that was coming out, these were all early versions and they were okay. I mean, they were doing, they were doing the job, but guys were having problems with them. The, um, the ECUs weren't living up to the expectations. And before that, it was piggyback systems that were doing their damn best. I'm looking at you, Greedy E-Manage. But they were doing <laughs> the best that they could to to try to keep it together, you know. Yeah. And, um, you know, here is this new product that comes out. And it really is an amazing product at the time when the selling, uh, the selling translator came in yeah. and split the signal with no problems. I mean, it was a piece that held up to a lot of abuse and uh, it was in front of the vehicle. It was in the wind. It was in the rain, the elements. Yes. And, um, and it, it, and it was highly constructed out of really durable plastic. It was resined over and it, uh, and, and it was all very good wiring that was placed into it. All the connections yeah. were solid and it was an amazing clip over options. And I'm nerding out. I'm just saying, <laughs> But uh, it came out, but there's, here's the rub. Yeah. Well, well, and sorry, before I do that, is that uh, you did mention a good point. Of course, we're talking about these 300ZXs. They are, their, their ECU system is very primitive. OBD1. It was still of the OBD1 system, right? So in terms of options and even tuning to this day, I mean, granted, there are, it's definitely possible. But like you said, especially at the time, you know, 15 years ago you were doing these hack you know piggyback systems so right so there was a huge advantage that literally like again it was a plug and play option essentially to to get your car some really good horsepower and and again and that was just the beginning once you started getting into some tuning i mean it really opened up uh 
for way more uh, performance with with that particular um, with that cell and translator. So that's the history lesson, right? That's where we were years and years ago. Now, to where we are now, um, let's just say for the last, might I say, three plus years, uh, this company, Selen, has essentially limited its production or damn near just stopped making these translators. And the Z performance world, the Z32 twin turbo performance world, they love these things. They're again, they provide so much benefit, and in this thing, you know, they were reasonably priced. I mean, they're around a three hundred dollar price point uh, at the time when they were readily available. These translators were about you know three hundred bucks, give or take. Uh, and because Selen kind of decided to discontinue, and I don't know any reasons why. I don't know anything about it, but these supply was drying up. And of course, we know what happens with supply and demand. Once supply starts to dry up um, and the market is suffering and there's such a demand for these things, prices start to skyrocket. So I want to show you literally this is a live search through eBay for that for that particular module. And if, if you could see this, these are used translators, again, selling for give or take $300 range new when they were plentiful. And now you're on eBay getting a used model for what is this twelve hundred dollars, man? A thousand dollars for a kit? I mean, you might find one at a bargain for nine hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. This is absurd, man. Again, there's and this has been going on for I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna say years, man. This is it's probably been like two years of good. Well, COVID, right? COVID about the time okay. when they when they dropped out, and then. The market was just dying for them. I sat on three of these for the longest <laughs> time, did. and I kept them. And I was like, nobody's ever going to make splitters or or something like this ever again. So I I kept what I wanted. I kept them up until recently, and I've sold two of them, and I kept one for myself. Yeah. Um, for my one of my for my TT project. And I let it go because the money was just crazy, like for them. It's and I, honestly, I didn't need them. And I was starting to clean house. But you're right. I think I sold I sold both of mine for about twelve hundred to fourteen hundred dollars a piece. Isn't that awesome? So, yeah, so that's that's sort of where we as enthusiasts. Are, that's have where been. we are today. Yes. Still, we're still in this. We're still in that you know, rock in a hard place having to, you know, yeah, let go of such an, a large amount of money. So you're trying to sell me something, sell me something. Yes, I am. So in the last week, uh, I'm browsing, uh, social media here and someone came across this and, uh, disco like, what, potato. What is this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I might call it the, the, the disco box. Is that what it's called here? I don't, I mean, so obviously we see a logo here. It looks uh, a product here, a nice, uh, sticker. And of course we see uh, Z one motorsports and this is where, from what I've learned, uh, obviously because there has been such a demand for so long, and I'm talking years again, Z1 has come up to bat and essentially has rescued this market uh, and, and to uh, resolve this strong demand. And they're supplying their own uh, version of, of a translator. And so, of course, uh, this is uh, very much a sneak peek. Uh, they're calling it the dual input single out. Dual input, single channel output, the acronym DISCO, on the DISCO box by Z1 here. Um, 
sounds pretty fun. It sounds like a party to me, you know. And again, for what it gives you, hell yeah, it's a party. So, well, the beautiful thing about the original selling, it would give you the opportunity of going from a single um, intake system to a dual. So, uh, you know, I'm curious, like, does this unit, uh, it sounds like it's there to split the signal, right? And then it had the option. So let's so, talk a little bit about this. I'm assuming you reached out to your kinfolk over at Z1, uh, your previous employer, and uh, got some insight on it. Talk, what do you, what'd you find out? I did reach out to try to uh, get some information about it. So yes, obviously because of this need, this 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 product offering again, and this is very much still in the beta testing. Uh, oh, okay. These are still testing phase. As you can see in this picture, for example, the mounting bracket is 3D printed still. That kind of gives you an idea of where That's they're fine. at currently. But uh, it's very very much in the pipeline um, to, to become an actual product that will be plenty with it plenty available there's going to be a, a steady supply plentiful plentiful uh product once this thing is is uh released so but you're right what i did i went ahead and reached out to my buddy spencer at z1 motorsports and i asked him hey man what do you can you can you give me th- anything on this you know what's what's going on here and so he did and again i'm so thankful uh shout out to spencer for for talking with me about this though but Essentially, this thing is a real product. It's under testing. He says that the the, the boards, harnesses, uh, much of the tech operations have been completed. And as you can see here, this is a, a testing product. So they're in testing right now. Uh, once uh, they feel that the testing phase is successful and uh, have all the evidence that they need, then it'll go into production. So uh, they want to be sure that there's not any issues or, or any challenges he said it's going to be a great plug-and-play device, uh, which shouldn't have any interference issues that we saw with, for example, with selling. This was really, really cool, uh, the amount of research that they're doing. So think about this, Miles. The 300ZX was always a halogen headlights, uh, right? Uh, most, most options were. And a big thing, a big upgrade or, or something that people like to do are what? HIDs, LEDs. And of course, doing those, you have like ballasts, these big, bolty. There are a lot of things that are going underneath that nose panel or behind the headlights to accommodate all these aftermarket products. And so what, what Z1's doing is, is taking all of that into consideration to find you the best mounting position for this thing and also allowing space for all of the other uh devices and products that you have kind of sharing that same space so they're putting a lot of thought into this product for sure uh they said here that once these do go to market they should be steadily available it says that we look forward to uh that's something that we can all look forward to uh he's saying that he he teased this he goes there's a lot more to it than just being a signal converter. He goes, there's future capabilities that this device might offer. And honestly, it was kind of cryptic. So I have no idea what that means. But, you know, again, knowing the Z1 Motorsports guys as well as I do, I mean, I see that as being uh, perhaps other options, additional options that this this device, this product will provide you. So for those of you in the 300ZX world, definitely start saving up now. Uh, this thing should definitely solve that demand, but not only that, just provide even features you didn't even think you needed. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're definitely being very innovative with, uh, with their thought process here. Yeah, very cool. But again, let's make sure that we're giving a shout out to the man that 
did this all in the first place, Mr. Jim Sellen and over at Sellen. Those guys did a great job early on with, yeah. you know, without that, without that product, this wouldn't exist. But again, I'm super excited about this uh, disco um, unit that's coming out because it really, the market does need it. Um, I want to chime in here. Edgar actually um, made it a point. He goes, there's a pretty good reason as to why the selling units, they are no longer being produced. From my understanding, um, Jim Sellen uh, ran into long-term COVID health issues and prioritized his health over production of selling units. Oh, wow. Um, unfortunately, it seems like this will keep lingering. That's unfortunate. Um, I, I had no idea. Yeah, Jim, uh, I had an opportunity to talk to him uh, about his products when I was utilizing them for a tune um, years ago. And he was a very informational, very nice guy. I do hope his health uh, returns. Um, if he does start making the boxes, let us know. We'll definitely um, make sure that we're giving the appropriate shout out for those two as well. But again, uh, a shout out to Z1 for filling the, the need for the market. Because I will say one thing. Um, there has been a gap that, that has definitely been needed for it, as we can tell by some of this price gouging that's been kind of going on for a uh, while yeah. in the market. So, again, um, double-edged sword here. Uh, we hope Jillum is doing better, and uh, we hope he gets back on his feet and putting out some products. Again, uh, competitive yeah. edge to Z1 for for putting out the product and, uh, and uh, listening to the uh, – um, to all the the folks that needed to get this on their hands, so yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, again, yeah, not knowing much about gyms, can I had no no idea. But again, yeah, yeah neither did I, I, I until this. So I assumed he had moved on to uh, to a different product because I know he was involved in in other motorsports aspects and other tuning aspects. So I assumed he ultimately moved on to something else. But great for the insight on Edgar. If you do talk to him, let him know that we send him our best wishes. So. Uh, that works. And then, of course, uh, going to Z1, shut up and take my money, man. I think. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're always going to continue to make some great stuff. So kudos to them. Uh, let's rush into events so we can finish out um, close as we can to the Home two hour mark. Here. Um, so events coming up, we've got Branson uh, Z-Fest, the pumpkin spice. Uh, for those that don't know, this is their uh, cooler time of the year event to go check out. Um, that is coming up here September 21st through 24th. You can check that out um, via BransonZFest.org. We highly recommend going to that event. It's yeah. a very more relaxed version of Branson ZFest. Great, um, great driving experience, great lodging experience, and the folks that are there are going to make you feel like family. Um, um, uh, some yeah. of the guys that put that on are um, some of the best in uh in, in my opinion, within the Z community or the Nissan community as a whole. So. Absolutely. I mean, again, for those who want to go to the website, BransonZFest.org is where you want to go. Uh, and that's primarily just to see the schedule and to get the link and register at the hotel because there is no registration. You don't have – all you do is show up. There's no need to pay anything. You uh, Really, it is. It's so low-key. It's so relaxed. And because it's in – essentially, weather should be cooling off by then. Yeah. Uh, you're in, you know, you're in Missouri essentially. So less you know, fires, little, <laughs> at least relative to where we live. Right. It's, it's yeah. definitely better and it's it definitely should be a, a really good time. Yeah. Uh, what else we got coming up, Mike? Yeah. Uh, the other event that we want to share with you guys is actually happening in September. This is specifically September 29th and 30th. 
Of course, we're talking at talking about the 2023 Z Nationals hosted by Z1 Motorsports. I want to say this is easily, uh, I want to say we're getting close to 20 years with uh, Z Nationals. I mean, I know it's well past 15 for sure. But uh, again, uh, Z1 Motorsports hosts Z Nationals. Uh, this is a two-day event happening around the Atlanta area. And I'll explain that because the first day is a track day. And for this year, we will be uh, north of Atlanta. You are at uh, Atlanta Motorsports Park uh, for that Saturday. Uh, they have essentially rented out uh, the track. So you have a full-blown track day uh, ran by the team there. Uh, there is a host hotel. Um, uh, I believe it's not too far from there. And then you get into day two, which is the car show, which is hosted at the Z1 Motorsports headquarters in Carrollton, Georgia. And that is about 45 minutes west of Atlanta. So, uh, again, for those who haven't seen the Z1 headquarters, it's an amazing uh, renovation that they've made here in the last couple of years. Especially during these events, they're able, you know, they partner with a lot of sponsors and other um, influencers and celebrities and drivers that 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 are really carrying the Nissan flag, and they'll bring in those cars with those notable cars and builds and race cars, liveries uh, to be on display uh, during that entire uh, uh, car, uh, car show. So again, um, znationals.com is where you want to go. The big thing, and this is a first for Z Nationals, and I really have to emphasize this though, uh, this year is the first time that Z1 is actually giving away a new Z with $20,000 on top. And then also, as part of their off-road division, Z1 Off-Road, they are giving away a Frontier, modified Frontier, uh, also with $20,000 included as part of that giveaway. Now, the way that you register and become eligible, uh, your, your entries for these giveaways and raffles, is to go through the website, make a purchase. And with each purchase you make, depending on what they are, they have a certain number of entries uh related to those purchases so uh, personally i'm entered i'm entered i i've had a few that i've been a part of probably since uh springtime miles have you bought anything from z1 the last uh nine months or so six months yeah actually uh, a, a few things i've had to buy some nuts and bolts customers cars so i've had to pick up a couple things so yeah definitely um, odds are you are also entered into this competition i can't wait i don't even know what i'm gonna park this frontier so, <laughs> modified frontier and then again i'll park it next the to the other frontier Z-car. yeah i can't yeah. wait yeah the, the z car is is modified as well um and and he, the modifications are nuts i believe it is that 600 horsepower z car uh new z that that's they're crazy. raffling off so it's it's a hell of a promotion and again the only way you, you really enter for that raffle is to make a purchase um the, the bigger the purchase the more ent- entries you get but uh, it is being raffled off at Z Nationals, to the best of my knowledge here. Um, uh, an amazing time, again, in this event, again, put together by a great team of guys at Z1. So uh, definitely encourage you guys to see them. Um, and to again, if you are in the Atlanta area, go check it out. Well, that's going to wrap up everything for this episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Um, again, we want to remind you, if you could please like, share, subscribe. Our Facebook page right now is a little on the fritz. We're again in Facebook jail, as it were. Um, 
Still trying to sort that out, though. But our Instagram is live, and it's where we're directing most of our uh, notifications. And then also through YouTube. For those who are with us, live streaming with us, you're watching us through the YouTube channel. While you're there, click on the subscribe button and uh, also get some notifications. So we do this show typically every two weeks. So if you want to have uh, want to be notified and not forget about us, uh, go ahead and do that now. And then uh, for those who are big on Instagram, uh, go ahead and find us, Nissan Nerd Podcast. Do that search. You'll find us. And typically, Miles, we, we're pretty good at notifying people a few days or before each episode. Uh, we'll we are. We do our best. Yeah. And we definitely send you the links and you can be part of the show and join us live like most folks do or yep. some folks do. So, again, if you have anything, too, that you need us to know about, you can send that over to info at NissanNerd.com. So if you've got events that you want us to talk about, we don't charge anything for that. We want to make sure that we're um, – Putting that out for the community, again, that's what we're here for. So if you've got a, a good human interest story that we need to know about, maybe a vehicle or some products that we um, need to know about here for the community, let us know. Or if you've got a new business that you want to kind of, um, you want to put a, a little bit of a light on, that's what we're here for. We do not mind promoting that. Again, you can send that into info at NissanNerd.com. Just let us know how we can help. And, um, and get you um, known amongst the community. Just let us know. But uh, that's everything that we've got here for an episode of the Nissan Nerd Podcast. Mike, you have anything else? Um, not at the moment. Uh, how much? Uh, how much you got left in your cup? I got. Here? I got a little. Man, it's been a. It was a long episode. So it is. You got enough for a compai? I do think I have a little bit for a compound. So again, um, I wanted to give a uh, shout out to everybody on with us here tonight. Again, um, thanks to Edgar, uh, John, who joined us. Uh, Mr. Pop Sergio, thank you for joining us here. Yep. <laughs> You're going to have to go back and listen to the episode now, John. You have to go to YouTube. Um, Ion, uh, Haley, Brian, all those guys listening yes. in here for us tonight. Um, let me see. JLE's with us. Just JLE who jumped in here with us tonight. Uh, trying to give a, trying to remember who else jumped on with us. Um, Christina from Skillard, she jumped on with us here tonight too, as well. A shout out to her. If I'm missing anybody, my apologies. Justin, uh, as well. Good job. JLE in the back, in the back of the bus, riding silent. Uh, let's see here. But again, <laughs> we have, of uh, course, uh, Brian Locke and the CDR Valkyrie team with, uh, Myers, uh, yeah. Take a look if you're still with us. Yeah, and uh, thank uh, again, thank you us. to everybody being on with us. Um, again, uh, until then, I want to tell everybody, get in your garage. I like you better in your garage. Make something cool. <laughs> All right, guys, one more time. We'll see you another time. Uh, Ganpai. Ganpai. That's it. I'm done. I'm blank. <laughs> But seriously.